Coming to you from our peaceful prayer room in the heart of New York City, it's the Journey to Eternity podcast, hosted by Louisa and Mike Serignano. In every episode, we are committed to giving God glory by helping Christians use the Word of God to navigate everyday life in a sinful, fallen world. So welcome to the show. I'm Louisa. And I'm Mike. And we are a married Christian couple on a journey Journey to to eternity. So for those of you who don't know us or are new to this podcast, Louisa and I are sinners saved by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we are members of New Hyde Park Baptist Church in Long Island, New York. However, this is not a church podcast, and any opinions or views that we share belong to us and are not reflective of our pastors, elders, or our church in general. So, babe, welcome back. Welcome back. (laughs) It's been quite a Christmas season, hasn't it? (laughs) It sure has, different from what we've known in the past. (laughs) Right. So um, I want to say Happy New Year to all of our listeners. Yes, Happy New Year. Today's January 9th, and it's well past New Year's. But uh, we have to say that uh, Luis and I have been sick. Um, We both had COVID. Mm-hmm. And it's both been uh, an interesting time of reflection for Christmas and uh, being sick in this time of, of COVID and pandemic and all the stuff that's been going on. So, but I you mean, know how you know us, babe, and we do everything together. <laughs> we do do everything together. So, <laughs> you know, I had the COVID first, so you know, Mike is like, "Hey, wait for me." <laughs> Well, we did choose not to isolate from each other. Yeah. Um, I know um, some people do that when one person gets COVID, uh, they immediately lock them up in a room and and put their meals under the door. But uh, we didn't do that. No. And it's not to say that that's anything wrong with that. It's just not how Luis and I uh, roll. That's not how we roll, That's not how we roll. You know what? I just felt like whenever I'm sick, I always need the comfort of my husband all the time and vice versa. True. Very true. And when having COVID was, I needed my husband. I was just going through it and I just needed his comfort and I just needed to be close to him. And you We know, stayed in the same room, slept yeah. in the same bed, ate the same meals. And coughed on each other. And coughed on each other. <laughs> <laughs> so as a result, we both got it. Yeah. And we, interestingly enough, the, the, the topic for this episode is reflections of a COVID Christmas. And we got COVID like two days before Christmas. So right. um, we spent all of our holiday... Uh, in quarantine pretty much mm-hmm. and uh, you and know, quarantine and resting because yeah. I, I mean i found so much rest even though i had covid i just had the opportunity just to rest and my body needed to rest and my mind and my spirit and it gave me such a great opportunity to just sit at the, f- the feet of christ Right. He he, uh, he he wanted us to rest in him. Right. And uh, we did definitely have the opportunity to, that, to do that. And um, there's a lot of lessons that uh, have come out of it, and we're going to talk about some of them today. But before we get started... Uh, Welcome to episode 18, though. Yes. It, <laughs> 18, baby. It is, it is 18. It is the first of uh, 2022. Yeah. And this just kind of came up in the last couple of days and we want to talk about it before we actually get into the topic because I think it's a good lesson for us as Christians and those that are in uh, a a real Christian church. So uh, we got an email the other day uh, that the elder council in our church 
um, had a meeting and they um, made a decision to shut down pretty much all of the ministries in our church for the month of January. And when we first got that email, it was like, wow, okay. I think it was just a bummer because we were out of church and we were just so eager to get back into yeah. church after we came out of quarantine. And all of a sudden this email comes and it was like, ah. Oh. Right. But I, <laughs> yeah. I do really want to, I want to talk about um, our elders. Mm -hmm. And we have four elders in our church and they're, they're lay elders, which means they're not pastors. And our the two pastors that we have also are part of the elder council. There's So there's six men mm -hmm. that uh, make up this council, and they make the decisions for the church, uh, you know, pretty much regarding all of the uh, comings and goings of the church. And uh, this was a, a, a decision that they prayerfully made. And, uh, you know, when you sit back and say, all right, well, geez, you know, I, I really, I'm, I'm not, uh, I would really want to go to the prayer meeting on Wednesday night, but now we have to go back to it in Zoom. Or I would really want this to happen or that to happen. And they kind of shut it down. And I know that they prayed about this. Yes. And I really have a lot of respect for these men because they have to give an account to God uh, for our souls. Right. So they are in charge of all of us. They carry the burden of all the people in the church however many members there are, and even the people who aren't members yet, they still carry the burden of all these people. And I'm grateful for these I, men. They're, they're such godly men, mm -hmm. and I know that they operate uh, from a, a position of integrity and that they pray and that they read God's word and use that wisdom to make all the decisions that they make. So and to God be the glory for them. I want to say thank you to them and that they have the integrity that they do. Um, I want to pray because it's them. a gift for yes, us as a congregation. <laughs> you, you know, if you've never been in a church where that's run by elders, it's much different than when the pastor is in charge. And we've been in a church. <clears> like We've that. been in a church like that, and it doesn't go well. So the fact that we have six men that sit down and carefully consider all of the the things that go on in our church, uh, I think it's a, such a blessing. And if you have a church like that, and you're not in our church, you, I don't know what your elders are like, but you should pray for them, you should support them, yes. and don't burden them. Right. So I want to uh, just use the word of God to, to teach a, a little bit of a lesson here. And babe, can you, um, this is uh, Hebrews 13, uh, ch Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 17, and this is taken from the Legacy Standard Bible. Obey your leaders and submit to them. For they keep watch over your souls as those who will give an account so that they will do this with joy and not with groaning. For this this would be unprofitable for you. Right. So the bottom line is that you don't have to agree with all the decisions that your elder council makes. You just have to submit to them and obey them. It's a command. That's, that's <laughs> what God says. Yes. And I think um, that you will uh, benefit from that uh, a great deal. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, as we celebrate the birth of your Son, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who was sent by you into this world to save us from our sin and to grant us eternal life. We thank you for the joy of this season that no matter what trials we face, your saving grace will see us through and that in the end, you will be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. In Isaiah chapter 9 and verses 6 to 7, it forecasts an event to happen 700 years in the future. For to us a child is born, 
To us a son, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. I'm sorry, here goes my voice. <laughs> so please forgive us, forgive us, because yeah. we're still not a hundred percent. So <clears throat> you might have to you might have to hear us cough a few times. Yeah. In this, but we're not going to edit them out, so you're going to have to just <laughs> listen to it. us cough. <laughs> so, babe, that was that was such a beautiful reminder of the true meaning of Christmas. Yeah. Nothing but the birth of Christ. It's such a. This was such a simpler time back then. There was no Santa Claus in in the time of Isaiah. The world has made a valiant effort to take Christ out of Christmas. Mm -hmm. But what if it were only about Christ? What would that look like? I think God had a message for His people that this is about Christ. And by the way, here comes COVID to remind you. I believe sometimes God wants you to slow down long enough to smell the mistletoe and the holly. That's true, babe. I think God has a message for us in all of this that the world uh, has gotten off fleshly nature. It's gotten a hold of us. Yeah. And, it, you know, I think all of us are guilty of that to some extent, even though uh, we're Christians and we should know better. I think sometimes, you know, like the Christmas season is just one of those things where, uh, you know, there's so many holiday routines, there's so much going on that we might tend sometimes to forget that Christ really is the reason for the uh, season. For the season. And, and I think that we get caught up with the hype of, of the, you know, lights and, uh, you know, Santa Claus and the presents and the invites and, you know, all that holiday cheer and all that stuff that we just don't. Right. It's like, who, who are we visiting, all the events, all the plans that we have? But you see what God did to us this year, right? Yeah, sure. Ev everything was shut down. Right. Every plan that Mike and I had just sat. He closed that door. Boom. There's a, yeah. There's, <laughs> there's a saying, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. And exactly. he sure laughed at us this year because all of our holiday plans were canceled. I mean, mm -hmm. we were supposed to... on. On Christmas, we found out like the day before Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. Mm -hmm. So like the Thursday before, that's when we found out we were exposed, and we said, "Okay, that's really going to shut us down." So and we on, knew it. Yeah, and Christmas Eve, we were supposed to first off, we were supposed to go to church because we had a Christmas Eve service. So and we were was... not. Yeah, that was really <laughs> uh, rough to not go to that. Um, God is gracious, though. He he allowed us to watch it online, but it just it's not the same. And then we were supposed to go to your sister's house on uh -huh. Christmas Eve. Um, and that got shut down. That got shut off. <laughs> Christmas Day, we were supposed to go to my family's house. That got shut off. So it was really um, like God is just telling us, okay, you know, I know you were doing all this, but where was I? Right. Like where, where, where was I in all in of this? In the mix of where you wanted to go right. for the holiday. And, you know, I know that there's a lot of people that um, were sick this holiday and a lot of people had their plans canceled. A lot of people... Um, you know, went through the same thing. So I, I think that was really the first um, reality check that we had, that Christmas as we know it was not going to happen. And, and, and we had a great conversation about it yeah, while we were sick. While we were sick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, you know, if you really think about it, um, the world has 
overtaken Christmas. So where did this holiday called Christmas actually come from? And, you know, we researched it and there are so many stories. There are so many theories. If you Google, you know, where this Christmas holiday came from, uh, you, you're going to get an onslaught of, of answers. But we could probably be a little concise about this. Um, it's not really just one event or happening that uh, put December 25th on the calendar. And, I, and, you know, that date, in fact, is probably not the date Jesus was born. No, it's, it's highly doubtful. Um, the Bible doesn't record the, the, the actual birth date of Jesus. Like, he doesn't tell us, like, okay, on this day is when Christ was born. And um, I think if God really wanted us to know, uh, he would have told us. And, and I think it was probably not in December, babe. What do you I, think? I definitely don't think it was in December. <laughs> no. So, I mean, first off, shepherds are not tending their flocks at night in the wintertime. I mean, it's not like freezing cold in, in that part of the world, but it's still cold. And I think in the winter, shepherds and their <laughs> sheep took some type of shelter at night. So uh, if you're, if you're going to kind of go by shepherds or tending their flocks at night, well, guess what? I don't, I don't really think that uh, is is really what happened. There was also, uh, if you look at the the Jesus, the story of Jesus's birth, there was actually a census being taken in Israel by the Romans, and people had to do a lot of traveling to get to their hometown or wherever they had to go. And remember, it was all on foot; they weren't able to fly or you know hop in the no car Uber. and go there. There was no <laughs> Uber to get there. So I think even the Romans, in their callous nasty way probably said well it's better if we take this in a warmer time of the year so that the people that we want to count can actually get there so for accuracy <clears throat> purposes it probably took place in a warmer season babe what do you yeah, think yeah i know I, I would you know some are speculating that it took place in in august or early december there are actually even people who think it took place in the springtime and th- again there's there's a variety of, of stories out there, and again, if God wanted us to know, he'd have been very clear about it in the Bible, so it, it couldn't have been you know, something that he really wanted to tell us. But where did the traditions come from? Well, that's a whole nother story. Um, most stuff um, back in that time was born out of worship to pagan gods. Um, you know, the end of December uh, is the celebration of the, the winter solstice, so the shortest day of the year is uh, generally December 21st or 22nd. That's when it changes from uh, autumn to winter. Um, and eventually the Roman government got involved. Like they always do. Yeah. And um, I think there was a point where they actually matched up uh, the birth of Je- the birth of Jesus with the celebration of the solstice, solstice, and um, it over the next two hundred years, uh, two well the next two thousand years, it developed into this runaway train that it is now. Let's fast forward from Isaiah seven hundred years. What does the New Testament say about the birth of Jesus? Only Matthew and Luke even record the actual birth. Right. So in a little town in Israel called Nazareth, where the Holy Spirit conceived in a young virgin, the very son spoken of by the prophet Isaiah. In Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21, an angel of the Lord speaks to Joseph. And it says, she will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. The name of Jesus means savior. He came to save us all from our sins. But in this world, 
it, Christmas has become a season of sin. Right. So if you really think about it, it it's it, in, a, in a season where we're supposed to be honoring the birth of our Savior and um, that he came to save us from our sins, uh, sin has taken over and, and run rampant. So, and Christ is replaced by Santa Claus. Right, Santa Claus. Santa Claus <laughs> is actually... Um, uh, it's it's a another way of of saying Sinterklaas, uh, which was a, a name mm-hmm. for Saint Nicholas, and that's where you know you get the name Old Saint Nick. Um, you know we got uh, shopping, presents, decorations, and reindeer, overspending, going into debt, parties and gluttony, parties and <laughs> gluttony. It, it's just nothing there is about Christ, right? And it, it's really um, like if you look at it. It's like, a self-made um, holiday. It's, it's, it's about self. Yeah, when you really think about it, it's it's like so dishonoring to God. It's right. so dishonoring to His Son that the world like makes this huge idea. They say, "Hey, yeah, that's the birth of our, of of Jesus," but they really give Him no honor whatsoever. So right. you think about it. All, all these things that we mentioned here. Like, where is Christ in any of this? I mean, even when you look at how people decorate their lawns and their homes, they have all these lights and they have all these, you know, decorations of reindeers. And Pastor Doug mentioned that. He and, did. Yeah, he, he, he did. He said he was walking around his neighborhood. Yeah. And he, he said, you know, there was a, a, a house uh, on his block where the guy had like so many of these inflatable things. Expensive and, big yeah, things, a lot I'm of, sure. <laughs> yeah, a lot of money, a lot of work, a lot of effort to like and deal you know with what? that and, stuff. And I think that's that's a, 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 a space where somebody will be driving by and because of all the hoopla of it, they'll, stop, lights, and camera, look. they'll yeah. stop and look. Right, and there's nothing about Jesus there. There's not even like a small nativity like tucked nothing. in the corner. So Luisa and I, when I, one day we were out walking and uh, we decided to, to, to test our neighborhood. <laughs> so we, we there's a lot of decorations here. A lot of people do the same type of things. And, and no Jesus. No Jesus. I and think we there were was, like, ah. There was one house where <clears throat> they, they actually had like a small nativity out there, uh-huh. but the lights were off. So right. all these other houses had the lights on and Santa Claus and reindeers and soldiers and candy yeah. <laughs> canes and all these things going on and there's no Jesus and this one house and I know the guy and he's got a nativity you know out there and it, but the light wasn't on so we couldn't even tell so it was really uh, it, it just it just proved it out and yeah. it's it, it's an it's but a, it's great for us to to witness and to see babe because yeah. it keeps us it, it should keep us and you know like. We didn't put lights up this year. No, because I wasn't in the we space didn't. for that. I really was not in the space. You know how I was this year. Yeah. I had like no um, desire to, you know, start Christmas in, in after Thanksgiving. That yeah, was, was usually just... that was usually my thing, you know, like after Thanksgiving, ooh, yes, the month of December is Christmas time, it's holiday time, right, it's party time. Reason, yeah. And for what reason? And this year, for whatever reason, I had no desire. And even when we got the tree and we put it up, it was just like, ah, it was like a heavy burden for me. It was weird. weird. It was very weird. Mm -hmm. So, like, let's talk about the tree, Mm -hmm. okay? There's, it's actually become an idol. Yeah. If you, if you think about it, okay? Because people are like, can't celebrate Christmas if they don't have a Christmas tree. Right. And I never thought about it that way before, but Mm -hmm. scripture really has something to say about that. Let's look at Jeremiah chapter 10, verses three to five, concerning God and idols. Okay, it says, For the practices of the people are worthless. They cut a tree out of the forest, and a craftsman shapes it with his chisel. They adorn it with silver and gold. They fasten it with a hammer and nails so it will not totter. 
like a scarecrow in a cucumber field, their idols cannot speak. They must be carried because they cannot walk. Do not fear them. They can do no harm, nor can they do any good. Oof. Oh, I, I was, I was, you know, I, I never, I never noticed that scripture before. Really? And no, because I, I, I don't, I, you know, I googled some scriptures on on mm-hmm. Christmas, you know, you know, for this podcast, and stuck, you know, there, right in the middle of all of them, was this set of, you know, this passage. Yeah. And it talks about uh, a, a tree. And if you think about it, the Christmas tree has turned into an idol, okay? We sit here in our prayer room with with a nice Christmas tree, and I'm not saying it wasn't beautiful, and I'm not saying that, you know... uh, And what did you do when you got up in the morning? You stared at a Christmas tree to feel peaceful. Right. It was really weird. I would get up in the morning, I'd (laughs) turn the lights on, and I'd sit in here, and the tree was here. And, you know, now that we're talking (laughs) about it, I really don't know what to make of it, because it, it just, it seems so wrong. Right. But yet, that's that the the world is like stuck. Because I think that people really believe that they need uh, uh, an idol in whatever form that is to make them be in the space of spiritual being spiritual. Yeah, and it's not that. Okay, no. you don't need the lights. You don't need the candles. <laughs> you don't need the the meditation music. You don't need any of that stuff. Christ is in the space. Every day, all day, 24 hours a day, okay? He's waiting for us to come to him and right. worship him, okay? Yeah. And not idolize anything else. So it's just like, like what what did, what did we have in here? I mean, we have a lot of scripture in here. We have uh, <clears throat> a lot of scripture on our wall. This is our prayer room uh, where we do this. But it's like almost like the tree was... The tree won't come in here no more. It's, it seems like it was out of place. <laughs> right. It's, it's really... And um, we realized this this year. It's so funny because it, I'm really telling you, I was just completely off. And it was like some something's not right. And here we go. And, and you know, I, I could see how it could be in an idol. And, right. you know, the, like the whole... The whole Christmas thing was was very strange, and it's I like, think that that is good to talk about this because you know what we were we were just like everybody else. Everybody else celebrates Christmas because that's what we do, okay. And I think sometimes God just opens up our eyes, right? And we were moving along this year just yeah. like we do every until year until we got sick. Until we got sick, right? And now it's interesting, you know, on both Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, we had nothing to do, right? It's, it's but like, sit at the feet of Jesus, right? Nothing <laughs> but that's reading, studying the do. Bible. It's, right. it's really um, and think I, about New Year's, the same it, thing. It, yeah, God took all the hoopla out of the day, and He refocused us mm-hmm. on what was important. And now that I think, you know, it really wasn't so bad. Yeah, I mean, did we miss going to see our family? family yeah, yeah. I, I think you know that that. You know, I, I it was missed. I really missed going to see the Saints. I really missed being in church. Um, I missed not, you know, again, we, we from the time we went caroling, which was like the 19th, all the way up until today, we didn't we didn't get to go to our church because right. we were sick. Mm-hmm. But God, like, he he shut us down. Mm-hmm. And in a way, it was it was a nice change of pace. I mean, we, we get so caught up in how the world celebrates and we get so caught up in, in the idolatry and the the the, the moment the, the moment mm-hmm. and, and it just seems like all the wrong reasons. And you know, you have to ask ourselves these questions like what did you know, us getting sick and God shutting this down, you know, what did it really teach us? Right. I mean, I, I I'm 
you know, these are questions that we all have to answer. And I don't know that I could answer them right now, but there's there definitely are, are stuff for us to, to look at. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do we move forward in the future? You know, God, again, he this is two years in a row that, that COVID has really taken Christmas out of its normal routine right. and pushed it into something else. So, you know, and how I do we look at next year? I think God is just year? trying to tell his people something here. You know, I mean, we have children and grandchildren. You know, what are we teaching them? Okay, are we teaching them to go along with how the world deals with this? It's so funny because I had a conversation with Lila and Leah this year, and and I talked to them about Jesus being the reason for Christmas. And I've never had that conversation with them, but for whatever reason, I had it this year with them. Yeah. You know, and and we need to do that. We need to sit down our children, our grandchildren, and we need to tell them the truth, Mm -hmm. okay? Because that's what they need to hear. I mean, you know, again, with all of this, you know, it's not... Like this, this is just stuff that came up for us this year, mm-hmm. and I really believe that that God had a reason for doing what He does. You know, He has a purpose in everything, so you know He's trying to get our attention, and He's trying to say, and "Hey, this year was the, the year that He got our attention." Again, you know, this is not blaming or putting fault or making anybody feel bad about what we've been doing. Okay, this is just has been our experience, and this is why we're talking about it, right? Because it was very clear. He made it very clear to us, and it's good for everybody to. That's listening to just just consider those questions. You know, right. what 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 as Christians, what lessons are we learning from this? You know, mm-hmm. what are we going to do in the future? What are we teaching our children and our mm-hmm. grandchildren? What are we idolizing? What are we, yeah, exactly? You know, it's just so overhyped. It's so commercialized, and God is definitely trying to tell us something. And the world is missing the message. And here it is for all the world to hear. In Luke chapter two, in verses ten through eleven. An angel of the Lord appeared to the shepherds living in the fields of Israel and told them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this is what God is trying to tell us. Yes, It's about Christ, and he was sent to save our souls. Let's pray. Oh, gracious Father, we thank you once again for the opportunity to glorify you through this podcast. We thank you for the Holy Spirit that led our conversation. We thank you for our faithful listeners and pray that that spiritual eyes and ears will be open to the message of the truth of the gospel. Our prayer is that you continue to be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, that's it, brothers and sisters. The music signals the end of today's episode. Thank you for listening in today. We are grateful for your support. If you enjoyed today's episode, please support us by subscribing to this podcast through our website at jtepodcast.org. While you are at the website, please leave us a comment or question and check out our social media pages. Again, that's jtepodcast.org. So God willing, we will see you right back here next time. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all.